everyone. Welcome to Home From Home, a podcast where we answer your questions with our experiences and questionable advice. We're just two guys who like guys but love God. This is a safe place for real conversation. We'll talk about the highs and lows of life as a disciple with added baggage. Can we help you with that? Welcome to your Home From Home. In this episode, we'll give seemingly harsh advice to our younger selves and discuss both good and bad experiences when sharing our attractions with our friends. Stick around and come on in to your home from home. How are you doing today, Thomas? I'm doing so great, Topher. How are you? I'm good. Today, the UK is sweltering. There's a heat wave from the south. Oh, no. Um, We do not have any AC. We do not have barely any fans so i'm just um well you guys are no fans well maybe you're fans or listeners um but i have no fans which are cooling me down right now so i may be unconscious by the end of this podcast oh no don't be unconscious please drink plenty of water i will i will yeah no so how how hot is it out there um so it's like 30 degrees c which is just ungodly. so that's like what 80 some fahrenheit for yes. us in the states yeah, which I'm sure for you is very mild. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. I'm making a big deal out of nothing. That's a whole nother thing. I don't know why the US just hasn't gotten it together and just joined the rest of the world using Celsius as temperature. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It I just it just <laughs> makes so much sense to use Celsius because at zero is freezing. And anything below zero is frozen. Everything positive is not frozen. I, it just makes a lot of boiling. A boiling water is exactly a hundred degrees. Like I just, it just makes right. total sense. But I don't know. Like for you guys, what even is boiling water? Is it bad that I don't? You don't know. I, d- I don't even remember. I don't even know what temperature water boils at in Fahrenheit. I think it's. Let me Google this. Did you know it boils at a hundred degrees Celsius? I knew, yeah. So when I think of water boiling, I, I think of 100 degrees Celsius. But the only reason I do that is because of the science class, right? So in science classes, so when in we science, do, you do Celsius. Yeah, we have to use Celsius. And so that's why for me, it makes oh, sense because okay. it always confused me. So water on Fahrenheit, water freezes at 32. At 32. At 32, which doesn't make sense to me. You know, we need to. This should be a segment of the podcast where we just do the differences between the UK and the States. I think that would be so much fun. It's true. There are many differences. But anyway, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well, you know. Um, yeah, so Sunday was, was Father's Day. Was it Father's Day in the UK as well? Yeah, On Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Because some countries have different days. Um, so it was Father's Day. So um, my mom and I made carne asada tacos with chorizo uh for my dad on father's day because that's what he was craving um so my dad went to the market the day before no carne asada is beef oh yeah gosh chorizo's pork chorizo's like sausage carne asada is like steak oh okay yeah carne asada is basically marinated steak tacos um so when you go to like yeah a Mexican restaurant and you ask for steak tacos, that's usually carne asada. We just don't call it steak. We call nice. it carne asada. But uh, anyways, so we had tacos and we played like board games and had drinks. So it was a lot of fun. 
um, my brother was there as well. Um, and we got to wish him an early Father's yeah. Day because he's not, he is a father, but he doesn't have a child just yet. So father of a fetus. Yeah. Father of a fetus. So that was fun. But anyways, how was, how was your day? How was your week? Yeah, it was good. Similarly, good Father's Day. Um, I've been watching with my dad all the Star Wars films. Yes. And we recently just finished. Controversially, I did quite enjoy episode nine, even though I feel like most Star Wars fans would hate me. Um, and then I made him a card which said, it said, um, Yoda best dad. <gasps> like, and it had a Yoda on it. Oh, so, I got my dad know. a Star Wars card as well. No, you didn't. And it was also it was also a Yoda card, but on the on the top of it, on the front cover, it says <laughs> do not try to have a good Father's Day, and then on the inside it says do or do not, there's no try. And on the right side it says Yoda best. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, your card sounds way better yeah. than mine. Oh. Anyway, here's you me know, thinking I okay. was like being okay. unique and special. That's so funny. I'm sorry. Star Wars is not unique and special. Well, like half of the world loves Star Wars. I mean, I was I only really got into it recently, but I guess you know I've been really late. For sure, really be late on the train. Should we get started with the with the questions? Yes, let's dive straight in. I think you have the first question. So we have some really good questions here. Um, please continue to send in questions. Please. Um, we love answering your questions. And we got some good ones that I think um, would be good for this episode. So the first question is a bit of a lighter one. It, it can be a little heavier light depending on, you know, how we, how we handle it. It says, what would you tell a younger version of of yourself about how you can accept your attraction whilst finding your identity in Christ. So what advice would you give your younger self? That's a good question. And I knew that question was coming, but I haven't actually really thought. <laughs> yeah. Younger self. Younger me was very, very dramatic and very, very insecure. And um, I had a very long fringe. I think you guys, do you guys say bangs? Can you do you say guys have bangs? So so we say bangs, but I think in like the beauty like terms, I think the technical term for it is a fringe. I wow, I didn't even know that was you guys would acknowledge that. That's great. Okay. Anyway, so so I had a huge fringe, right? And I would flick mm -hmm. it. It was like kind of in the Justin Bieber kind of moment. Very insecure, super bad acne. Uh, I'm just trying to kind paint of a picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of, but I mean there was nothing really dark about me, just kind of weird and um kind of nerdy mm. um and yeah mm. so i was just like that was me and i think what i would tell to me honestly is just chill out you know like things will be okay <laughs> i think also stop stop craving to be older and i think because especially in like in regards to stuff with same-sex attraction i think when you're younger you just kind of like you just kind of crave for that independence. You crave to be able to kind of be out of your shell and, and grow in your confidence. And, and I think eventually I did, but I think I would just tell myself back then, like, don't worry, it's all right. Like things will be, things will be okay. And yeah. Yeah. And to not get, not get, not get so caught up and so insecure about everything, yeah. you know, I think there's enough, that's the problem about youth is like, I feel like we're just such insecure beings, but I think, you know, just chill out and enjoy the moment, enjoy being young because you're going to be 20 something trying to find a job and 
everything so much more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, I think my advice I would give to my younger self is quite similar. I think similar to you, I think I was really like... My teenage years were quite dramatic. Like I was going through a lot my teen year, teenage years. Um, I don't know. Is that just like somebody with the same sex attraction thing? Are we all just very dramatic during our teen years? I, yeah. I mean, my Enneagram is type four, um, which is oh, okay. like, yeah, dramatic. So I don't know. I've always felt dramatic. I'm a, I'm a type two. Are you? I'm a type two. That's actually but, very good to know. But, Sorry, but maybe, that's sidetrack. Yeah, it's fine. But Maybe teen teens are just dramatic in general. I don't know. But anyways, I was quite dramatic. Yeah. Um, and in fact, during my middle school years, I had a bit of an emo phase. Did they have emo music in the UK? Yeah, we did. So like taking back Sunday, bring the horizon, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, simple plan. Yeah. Effer Evanescence. Mm, evanescence. Yep. Yep. Um, panic at the disco. Um, so. Fallout boy. A fallout boy. Are we just going to name bands now? So I was so dramatic. I thought everything in life was so difficult. And it really was. Like, I did have some pretty serious health problems and figuring out sexuality stuff mm. quite young. But I think the advice I would give myself is to have more fun um, and realize that, yeah, you know, you being young, like, you don't have to have everything figured out. And I would tell myself, like, look, I'm 25 and I still don't have anything in my life figured out. So don't be rushing to go to adulthood because the older you get, the more <laughs> stuff you have to figure out. No. And it's stressful. So enjoy the youth yeah. of not having to worry about anything, really. Like not having to worry about going to the grocery store, not having to worry about, you know, all these things because your family is taking care of it for you. You know, I'm turning 25. So in the States... Once you turn 26, you can no longer be under your parents' health care insurance. So I'm going to have to start playing for health care soon. And that's oh, stressful. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> that is stressful. That's stressing me Another out. Another way that the U.S. needs to get its life together. But anyways, um, this is not a political podcast. But yeah, I would just say <laughs> to have fun. Don't worry about, you know, the future. Enjoy the now. Um, surround yourself with your friends and understand that all your friends are going through similar things. Whilst they might not all be same-sex attracted, they're all trying to figure out who they are and what they believe. So um, I would tell myself, sweetie, you're not that special. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it's, oh my gosh, everyone, all my friends call me a special snowflake and it drives me up the wall. But I think it's oh, true. I I do see myself as the protagonist of like my own movie and and you know it's true <laughs> you won't figure I think a lot of those things that we think we need to figure out when you're a teen you you won't you're going to you're going to need some more time and everything's a journey so just enjoy the ride <laughs> yeah get a t-shirt with that on yeah and and in regards to coming terms to finding your identity in Christ I think that again that's a longer yeah, journey completely um you know, what, where I kind of came from now is, you know, I've been a Christian for nine years now. Um, so I became a Christian when I was about 15 and a half, almost 16. But, you know, that journey, I didn't really start to come to terms with my same-sex attraction until I was like 17 or 18. And then now at 25, um, 
you know, I realized that it yeah. didn't define me as much as I thought it would. Um, you know, I thought when I really sat down and told myself for the first time, mm-hmm. I'm same sex attracted. Um, when I told that to myself, I literally thought I was admitting the end of the world, like the world was going to end. And I remember the next day or the next time I went into church thinking I was going to burst into flames because of this sudden realization that I was attracted to men. And I wrestled with that for a year without telling anybody. Mm. Um, So something that I would tell my younger self is there are so many people who are going to be safe Mm. to talk to about that and who are going to be able to... Uh, walk you through that they may not understand themselves but they there are people who are kind and loving who are going to help you through that the secret is to find the right people yeah yeah and you will meet those people you just got to wait and be patient and practice Um, but i think that's a great segue onto our next question right yes next question bring them out Thank you, listener, for submitting this question. It says, Hey guys, as you have come to accept your same-sex attraction, how have you become more comfortable talking about it with your Christian friends of the same sex? Sometimes I fear that they might push me away if I open up. What do you think? You know, it took me a a while to talk to friends about it. Um, Mm. It it really did. Um, The first person that I talked to about it was my mentor, my teen mentor. And that was really difficult. And I talked about it in a previous podcast about not only was I telling him that I was same-sex attracted, but I told him that I was attracted to him as well. Yeah. Um, which adds a whole nother layer of, of complicatedness. Um, and then after that, I told my best friend at the time. And we actually had the same teen mentor. So the three of us were inseparable. We would spend like four or five days a week together sometimes. So anyways, we were together all the time. And I remember having a conversation with him about it being absolutely terrified. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like he's not going to want to be my friend anymore. He's not going to love me. He's not going to want me to sleep over at his house because, you know, he might feel like that's weird. And I talked to him and I was almost in tears telling him and his response was just like, oh yeah, I figured I knew, you know, he's like, you know, Thomas, I've known you for nine years. Like I've known, you know, I was just waiting for you to tell me. Mm. And he goes, it doesn't change how I feel about you. It doesn't change Mm. how much I love you. Um, And from that day on, we kind of just talked about it, but you know, nothing changed. I was still sleep over at his house. Um, you know, he was still very, what I appreciated about him is I'm a, one of my love language is physical touch. So I'm a hugger. I'm a grabber. I love, you know, showing physical affection and he would still be so, so, so affectionate with yeah. me. Like, and just the level of comfortability that he has with me of trust of like, Hey, I can be affectionate and I can you know, be vulnerable, let my walls down with Thomas, and he's not going to take advantage of that. And that meant the world to me. Um, So my advice is start off small with people Mm. who you're close with, 
Mm. And then kind of work your way out. It took me a while to really be comfortable to talk about it for the longest time. I was scared to talk about it. Um, now I'm kind of at the point of, I don't really care who knows, like I'll tell anybody about it if they ask. Um, yeah. And I think that comes with practice that comes with comfortability. And that also comes with finding your identity in Christ and knowing that this doesn't define you. So what do you think, Topher? What's your advice? Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything that you've shared. And, um, yeah, and even for this listener, I think this fear that sometimes, you know, this fear that people might push you away if you open up, I think that's very valid. And and that's something that I know we've experienced a lot ourselves. Mm-hmm. So my experience was when I was in the teen ministry and I kind of, okay, uh, I grew up with a group of close friends who we we could kind of spend a lot of time when we were young and then a lot of us became disciples around similar points. And the kind of advice that I was given from my discipler and mentor is kind of like, actually, maybe right now it isn't a great time to share with your friends because they may not be, be able to handle it in a mature way. And hmm. yeah. And I and that was hard to hear. And I think honestly though, I was quite petrified of saying it. So I was kind of like, all right then, well, I guess not. But it it led to a a good couple years in my teenage life where I felt very isolated and um and more and more distant I think from my male friends and the brothers in the church there was a point where it kind of got too much and I was like I actually need to start speaking about it and thankfully when it got to that point they were actually kind of at a place where they could maturely handle it I think I just want to preface that for those of you mm. who are younger and I think younger would maybe quantify as around I don't know, 14, 15, 16, maybe. Um, at those kind of ages, I think most people, I think, will handle it in a mature way, but I, I wouldn't guarantee that everyone will. And so you do have to be careful. And so so I'm grateful yeah. now that I was protected. It did lead to some pain, but I think I also am grateful for that protection. I remember my first conversation mm. about it with the brother who we were just kind of, being more open with each other and he'd been a great friend of mine but I thought oh gosh I just really should tell him and um we sat down on this like tree stump by a pond near my house and I just remember I could barely get the words out saying kind of mm-hmm. um that I was attracted to guys and I just like remember awkwardly prefacing like that I don't feel that towards him and like I don't know it was just also like I was just so nervous that whole day before and and then finally telling him I was just like oh I could just feel like the nerves my hands were shaking and it was such a big deal and it was so frightening and um but I think honestly the response that I received from him was just so much love so many like so many questions and and I was just so grateful to be asked those questions mm. things that because I felt like I I'd never even even had a chance to yeah. share like my viewpoint on on things and my experience and so even though those questions were quite in some ways awkward it was so mm. refreshing to be able to kind of get those things off my chest and so so yeah and so hopefully that gives you some courage listener that like that there will be people who will listen and accept you for who you are 
And it does take great faith and great guts and a lot of prayer yeah. to tell that first person about it. Yeah, it does. It does. My question for you is, you said you waited a few years to talk to people about it. If you could go back, would you talk about it sooner? Or are you glad that you waited a few years? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel, I feel okay with it, honestly, because my mentor knew about it. One other brother knew who was also studying the Bible with me. And, um, right. and that felt okay. And similarly, I think it's like, that's what I was saying about like telling my younger self, like these things will happen and you will, for me, it got to the point where I was like, no, I have to tell. And then that's when I did. So I didn't think there was a period where I, I mm. was feeling like I needed to do it and I wasn't able to, I think once I needed to, I was able to do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. I think that's something that I want to share with the listener too, is, you know, when you're ready, you know, and don't, mm. Don't put pressure on yourself. If you feel like you're not ready, then don't talk about it. You don't have to be vulnerable with anybody you don't want to. Now, if you're studying the yeah. Bible or something, I think there is some wisdom in talking about that. But in terms of talking to, you know, a lot of people, you know, you'll be ready when you're ready and don't feel like you are pressured to talk about something that you're not ready to. And I think that question really leads up really nicely to the last question that we have today. Um, and, it, and it's kind of similar. It says, how do you decide whether to open up about your same-sex attraction to a new friend as you're getting to know them? So when do you decide to talk to about it, especially to somebody new? Yeah, and that's, that's a great specific question. I think, I think with, with this friend that I had spoken to, like, he had recently experienced a lot of pain in his life and very kind of trauma traumatic things. Mm. And he was sharing a lot about that with me. And so I was very grateful that God pl placed me in his life to be a place of support. And so there mm. was a place of vulnerability mm -hmm. there where kind of the amount that he was giving, it was kind of, it was fair enough that I would share about this kind of pain in my life because it was a mutual friendship in that way. And, um, and also he was a couple years older than me. So that, there was kind of this also, this knowledge mm. of maturity. Um, and I think mm. another tip maybe is to get advice about someone who already knows um, what, they, what they think about it. So if you're like, for instance, mm -hmm. your mentor who may know them as well or know how they're doing or how can kind of maybe understand how they would react, just kind of get advice from them what do you think about me speaking about this with this person? Like how would, um, like, yeah. do you think that could be a healthy yeah. thing? I think always as Christians, just in general and anything, we should always err on the side of how much advice can I get? How much input can I get? And this is something that yeah. is not easy when you are same sex attracted, because you do not want to get advice from anyone who does not relate to what you're dealing with. Um, but it's a great, it's a great thing for us to overcome is like, go get advice, go see how, go get some input about like what other people would think about you sharing with that person. Yeah. Yeah. I like that point about, you know, talking, getting advice from people, even if they don't necessarily share the same struggle. Um, I think that takes a lot of humility to say that, Hey, I can get advice from anybody, you know, and they don't necessarily yeah. have to uh, understand my struggle or go through what I go through to be able to get advice from them. I don't know. For me, again, 
I think it depends on person from person as well. Um, it depends on how comfortable you are, where you are in your journey. I don't know. I always think I always err on the side that I'm quite obvious sometimes. So um, a lot of people will come up and ask me. And yeah, that makes me a little insecure sometimes, but I'm learning to be comfortable with who I am. Th this is kind of a counseling wisdom is anytime you self-disclose something to somebody, I would, oh, oh, you know, I would encourage to think about what is the purpose of sharing this? Why are you sharing this? Mm. Um, and sharing it with a purpose yeah. rather than just something to share it, just to share it. Um, yep. If you're sharing it, like if it's a friend that you want to build a deeper relationship with, then share it. You know, I share it a lot when I'm studying the Bible with somebody, I'll share that just so I can tell them that I understand yeah. sin and struggles. And so I think it just depends. It really um, does. And again, I would say, you know, get advised. If you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, trust the Spirit. You know, the Spirit will give you nudges of when to share things, when not to share yeah. things. I would also like to encourage the viewer that if people don't, you can't control people's reactions but most of them will react well. And if they don't and they're really not supportive, maybe that's not, I know it sounds bad, but maybe that's not somebody you want in your life. Mm. You know, um, mm. that's something that you have to evaluate if that's a deal breaker for you. And on the negative side of opening up, like I just want to prepare you as a listener. It may not always go well. You know, they may not always have the best response. Um, so you have to make sure you're ready to deal with that response. Um, when I was in the teens, I opened up to a teen about it, um, who I was studying the Bible with. Um, and it really did not go well after that. He treated me so differently, requested that somebody else study the Bible with him, would refuse to like sit next to me, touch me, anything. You know, uh, and we worked through it as we got older, you know, now that we're older, we were able to have a conversation about it, but it really did hurt. So I share that story, not to scare you, not to keep you from doing it, but just to prepare you that it may not always go well. And you have to ask yourself, you know, am I ready for it to not go well? Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. I, I just echo those things. I mean, just one Final thing is, yeah, I would say be really careful. I mean, if you're picking a sports team, right? Not that I usually play sports or would pick a sports team. Um, but if I imagine myself picking a sports team, you have to pick your team wisely, right? A football yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. You pick your team wisely. Like you want to you pick the people who are gonna like be the best support, like um who play the best, who like know the game the best. Yeah. And I think it's the same with this. Like pick your team, you know? Your team does not need to be the mm. whole public. Your team does not need to be the whole of your ministry. Yep. You can handpick those special people in your life who deserve to know this about you. I think for me, the turning yeah. point was I was on this momentum. I think like back to that first time where I told that one brother, it got more and more. I was telling more and more people that I was close to until it was at this point where I was at this camp and I was telling this um, brother who I was trying to get to know. Um, I found him quite impressive and I thought, OK, well, like, let's I, I want to get to know him more. And I shared about my same-sex attraction with him, and I really didn't know him that well. And that was very new to me. And honestly, afterwards, I did not have that feeling of like, oh, that was so great, so relieving, so encouraging. 
I just felt like, gosh, I was just really mm. vulnerable and he really wasn't. <laughs> and like, and when am I going to like, yeah, like, and then I just felt like I gave away a piece of my story, a piece of myself with really not much in return. He, a piece of your soul. <laughs> honestly, well, I felt yeah. like it. And, and it just felt like I gave a piece of myself when he didn't really deserve that. And so I, I would say your story is yours. It's something that is worthy of respect and and worthy of due diligence of taking care of it so be careful with who you speak to about yeah. it and give it to people that you really trust and you really love i wholeheartedly agree i think that does it for this episode we are done it's been a great episode we are done it is fin- as jesus said on the cross it is finished oh my gosh i don't know if we need that comparison but yeah it's, i i feel finished i'm so hot <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay, yeah, we should we should drink. stop. But thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Home from Home. If you'd like to hear more from us, subscribe as we'll be answering new questions each week. We'd love to hear your questions. Please submit through the link in the description. Home from Home is sponsored by Strength and Weakness Ministries, a Christian organization that helps to bridge the gap between the Christian community and the LGBTQ community through awareness, education, and support. For more info and resources, go to strengthandweakness.org.